Welcome to the Circle Sessions featuring the Circle of Experts. The Circle of Experts are Yasmin Robles from Robles Designs, Tanisha English Amamu of TJE Communications, and Don the Idea Guy. I'm Brett Johnson from Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants. Each week, one of the Circle of Experts joins me to talk about the critical aspects of growing your podcast. We focus on marketing, social media, monetization, and website design to help you implement all of these together. This week, Tanisha is here from the Circle of Experts. Tanisha is on a mission to help small businesses level the playing field through digital marketing solutions. Tanisha, thanks for joining me again today. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm excited about this topic. Yeah, you know, um, it, it's funny. We want to talk about social media best practices. Mm -hmm. And I know this changes monthly, it seems like, but I think it's you could also look at it from the standpoint of the year because mm -hmm. looking back the, la the last year, no matter what that last year was, there are pieces that are going to affect what's going on this year yeah. because it's just kind of an overflow into, oh, this started last year. Now we have to really recognize this is a thing now. Yeah. <laughs> we have to keep going with it or saw a lot of success in what happened last year. Here's how we can do something a little better. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you, you, first you want to talk about some automation. You've talked yes. about this before. This mm -hmm. is not going away. Yeah, I don't think the automating your social media is going to go away, especially if you're a, a one man band or a one woman show. Um, it's so important to try to create those content calendars, get them scheduled and let your content roll out and do its thing. Um, but something that has um, become more important as you know, these platforms get smarter every single day is that we have to be social on social. So we can't just schedule content and not engage with content. We have to still take some time, even if it's like 15 minutes a day to go through Instagram and, you know, actually engage. Don't just comment like a heart or a thumbs up, but actually mm -hmm. go through and Try to add to conversations, watch people's stories, respond to their stories and their polls and their quizzes and all those things. It's going to be really, really important as we go into this year. I think uh, it just kind of dawns. I mean, it, it kind of dawns on me occasionally, over and over and over, and it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. That it's that if we understand what the social media platform is trying to do mm -hmm. and what it doesn't want you to do, for example. Mm -hmm. It doesn't want people to leave. Right. So why would you be, if it's a platform that allows you to put links, why would you be putting a bunch of links that right. encourages the viewers, the, the person reading your post to leave that social media platform? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Don't do yeah. it. So, yeah. so understand that you're going to get dinged if it sees a link going out in the main post, maybe not in a comment. You could, you know, maybe there's a, an opportunity you comment on yourself and then you put the link. Okay. That, right. That's great. But at least the main topic and your, your point and mm -hmm. with an image or video is there in that original post. Yeah. The reader viewer will stay and the yeah. social media platform wants that to happen. And I'm glad you mentioned that. So I, so I have two phones. I have a personal phone and I have a work phone um, because, you know, with my work phone, I have my social media notifications on with my personal phone. I have them turned off hmm. because I've noticed, um, and, and this was brought up in that um, 
there was like a documentary, I forgot the name of it, about social media and how, you know, they want us to stay on the platform. And I would get notifications that would say like, you know, TJE liked your post. And it's like, yeah, I did that like two hours ago. I didn't just like it. That was like a long time ago. But the platforms, you know, they'll send you push notifications if you haven't been on it maybe in the last hour or so. You'll get a push notification to say, hey, come back and look at this. Same Mm -hmm. thing with Twitter. You know, I'll get a notification that, you know, this person just, you know, posted a tweet. But the tweet is like four hours old. It's just that I haven't been on Twitter in the last four hours. Um, So to that point, the platforms want us to be on them all the time. Um, So finding a way to, you know, I don't I don't want you to be so like overwhelmed that you're spending like your your 24 hours in your day, like always on social media. Um, But thinking of how you can get the content that you want out there, you can take a few moments, you know, a day to kind of be engaged is going to be important. Um, And then, like you mentioned, the links. I know with scheduling, um, that can be kind of annoying when you have to, like, you know, make a post and then later go back and and comment a link. But maybe thinking about creating content that doesn't necessarily always need a person to go click a link or go somewhere. Maybe it's just here's some content, asking people what their thoughts are and trying to get some engagement on the post. Um, So think about different ways to kind of switch up your content a little bit so it's not always pushing people, here's a link to go do this or do that. Yeah, and I'm guilty of it. I think everybody is. Oh, yeah. You you just – because you want to drive traffic to your website or Uh a blog post or something like that. And and Mm -hmm. you think, oh, I'll just put that up there and people will click through and they'll read it. Well, if they see it. If the, right. you know, if you're not throttled to where only maybe 20% of your followers even see what right. great content you've created, mm-hmm. it's that take take what you can yeah. from what you've created and create some type of synopsis, right. and maybe later on add the link in a comment as you mm-hmm. go along, possibly. Mm-hmm. You know, say, oh yeah, here's the here's the link to that, but don't put it in the main mm-hmm. post. Simple, yeah, simple strategy, I- honestly. Yeah. And I think when we talk about, you know, scheduling content, um, if you're using a scheduling tool like a Sprout Social or Facebook as a publishing tool that allows you um, to schedule Facebook and Instagram content, but looking at the analytics, do you find that posts where you're asking people a question get more engagement or when you post links, like, does that still work well for you? Are you just one of the lucky ones that it works out? You know, look at that and use that as a way to um, think about how you want to create content going forward. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And as I labeled last year as the year of AI, yeah. your next point, it, it's here to stay. It's here. But it's but be here. but beware. Beware. Mm-hmm. Yes. So leveraging AI, but remembering to maintain your brand voice. Um, I've used it to kind of help me with content ideas, just to kind of play around with it. And, you know, sometimes I have to tell it like, okay, make this less formal. Okay, maybe that's too informal. Like, maybe you know, you got to like play around with it. Um, And there are a lot of people out there who are actually creating 
kind of like AI systems for business owners that kind of speaks to your brand voice. Um, So, you know, there's a way to work on almost like teaching the AI how to be in your voice. But as you're getting started and you're learning, um, you can definitely use it. But I would say use it as, you know, a way to kind of help you maybe flush through ideas, but you're still going back and adding your voice to that content. I think that not only us as humans, but I know there's also systems out there that can kind of tell when something doesn't feel authentic, where it feels like it may have been written by, you know, AI. Um, I know I've seen like college professors and teachers are like now working through like systems where they'll like scan a student's paper to see if it was generated by AI. So just keeping that in mind, especially if you're somebody like me who creates content for clients, you know, they're, they're paying you for your expertise so you can utilize these things, but also making sure um, that you are adding your little touch to it. And then specifically with podcasting, you know, I think you can utilize AI to come up with ideas for content episodes. Um, But, you know, thinking about our smart goals that we talked about before, making sure that um, the content that you're creating is relevant to whatever your podcast is about. Correct. Yeah. I get, uh, I know one person was talking about that he's, you know, looking at his old podcast content and uh, getting it into blog form. And then mm-hmm. he wants to train AI, put all those blogs in and train AI to, to write a blog like he speaks. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, I, it'll be an interesting experiment. I don't know if yeah. I trust it that much. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think they're looking at it as a time saver more than yeah. anything else. And mm-hmm. I get that. I get that part of it. Yeah. Um, but, but how important is that time? where you're already creating a podcast Mm -hmm. and you're getting a transcript from it. um, The AI will already come on and come come, do a pretty good job of creating a blog post for you. That's 75% there. Right. Just, you know, but again, it's using that content and and reshuffling and bringing out the highlights that you may have forgotten about. Or again, AI looks at it as important and maybe you don't. It's like, "That, that was not important at all. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to rely on AI completely at all. Yeah. Just copy, paste, and blog. I don't think that's a a, a, a truly smart – I think it, it can make us lazy. Let's yes. put it that way yes. because you think AI is taking care of it for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So you just, you're just in the mode of copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, like wait right. a minute. And that's you, definitely need to, not you need to proof this stuff. Yeah, yeah you, you need definitely got to proof it. You definitely yeah. got to go through and make sure that it makes sense. Now, if you're able to – um, you know, if he can create that system for himself, I know Yasmin would love that because then there's an SEO opportunity for your website to help push people to your podcast. But like you said, it's not like a copy and paste thing. You really have to, um, you know, read it and make sure that it actually makes sense for your brand voice for your podcast. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, your next point of of using the platform's parts. Yeah. Everything that it has to offer to mm-hmm. me is overwhelming. Yeah. It just is because they are adding things or mm-hmm. some of it's experimentation or it's one of those they've added something. And now because they've added this piece, they're just turning the 
gas on. And mm-hmm. you, if you're in it and you're doing it, you're going to get exposure and stuff. And now you're, it just, it seems to be overwhelming, yeah. you know, so, so let's take a look at that. If you're, you know, using the platform, using all the parts of, for example, stories, reels, posts mm-hmm. in the feed and that sort of thing. How do, how do you put your mind around that to, to utilize everything? Yeah, that, that can be a challenge, honestly, and it, and it takes work. Um, so when we talk about automation, there are ways to schedule reels, schedule posts, um, even somewhat schedule stories. Um, so, you know, you can think about that, but we can also go back to our SMART goals and maybe we focus on, you know, let's say in the first quarter of the year, we're going to focus on really diving into Instagram and seeing how that works out for us. You'll find that most content creators or influencers, they go really heavy on one platform. They're not necessarily going heavy on all the platforms. They may be, you know, like a TikToker, for example, you know, they may post like four TikToks a day, but maybe like a couple Instagram posts a day. Um, So, you know, you may need to take the time to, you know, pick a platform focus and create smart goals for that platform and see what's more beneficial for some of us really diving into LinkedIn may be more beneficial for our business. For others, it may be TikTok, it may be Instagram. Um, So I I don't believe that everybody should be on every platform. I think you should be where your people are. Um, or where you want to be, and maybe you're and you find your people there because I think when you're using a platform that you actually like, it's easier to feel excited about creating content for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think that you should use all platforms of the platforms, uh, or use all parts of the platforms mm-hmm. that you're using. Um, but it may not be at all times. You know, you may have a time where you're super Instagram focused. You might be super LinkedIn focused. I think it's important to try it out, see which platforms work for you, work for your brand, work for your podcast or your business, um, and then really like dive into it. But I think it's also important to keep in mind and remember that we do not own these platforms. So, you know, there was a time when, you know, people were worried that TikTok was going to be banned in the in the United States, which it actually is semi-banned in a few states um, in the United States. Um, so, you know, if, if you do find yourself in a position where you're all in on a platform, and then it goes away. I mean, think about, I don't know if you remember Vine. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. you know, that was kind of like, uh, I guess, prehistoric TikTok, if you will. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess that's the best way of putting it, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and there were a lot of people who, you know, were like Vine famous. And then when Instagram came about, they had to find a way to pivot. And bring their audience from Vine to Instagram. And now Vine doesn't exist. Some of those people were able to seamlessly, you know, bring their people over. And some of them kind of rebranded. Like there's a singer that I love who on Vine, she was a comedian. And then when she, um, Kehlani is the singer. And when she started kind of singing a little bit on Vine, people were like, oh my God stop singing like we want to 
we want to see jokes. And then when Vine ended and she moved over to Instagram, she didn't do any jokes. She didn't do any skits. It was solely focused on the music. And now she's like famous with like millions of followers. So, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you may find yourself in a position where you may have to rebrand. You may have to regroup. So always keep in mind that no matter what platforms you're using, whether you're all in, if you're spending money on ads, whatever, we don't own that. (laughs) We own our websites. We own our email list. Those are the things that we own. Um, We own our listeners. Um, So really thinking about, um, yes, going all in, but always keeping in mind that we want our, our followers to actually become people that indulge in our content outside of social media too. Yeah. And, and are become advocates as well too. Yeah. Right? They, they're spreading the word. They're yeah. sharing, they're sharing content, whether it's on mm-hmm. the phone or talking about it at dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with, they'll with follow you where you go yeah. if, they, if they love yeah. what you do. So, right. I mean, I talk about, I, I mean, at this point, I feel like Tenderfoot TV needs to like pay us for the amount of times <laughs> I bring them up. But, you know, that that's a great example of, you know, somebody like Payne Lindsay, who, you know, created a podcast. And now any podcast that he endorses, people want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um So, you know, think about, you know, how you can really capture your audience that whether it's a podcast or going to your website or being on your email list, they're going to go where you go. Not like a cult-like following, nothing like weird or anything. Yeah, right. For people who, you know, love what you do and then they want to engage. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I think social media is just one of those things where it, feels easy. It's like low hanging fruit to really start creating content and getting engagement. But I always like to remind people that, you know, we don't own these spaces. If they shut down today and that was your only way of connecting with your followers, you'd have to start all over. Um, So just keeping that in mind as well, when we're utilizing social media this year, um, how are we um, converting our audience from just a follower to a subscriber to whatever it is that we're doing? Right. Bring them to where you can control them a bit more. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And I don't mean it in a, in a negative sense, but it's that right. your line of communication is always open. Let's yeah. put it that way. That's probably yeah. a better way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, your comment about that we don't own those platforms mm-hmm. um, is, is as well as there are little things to do to make it better on that platform, yeah. of, you know, optimizing that content for every platform. Yeah. Uh, go into a little bit of what you're thinking about, you know, that optimization, make it make it work mm-hmm. a little bit harder for you. Yeah. So I know, you know, thinking about TikTok and Instagram um, specifically, so Um, there's a lot of content creators who may take their TikTok and upload it into Instagram and vice versa. Um, well now, you know, I mean, really for, for a while now, Instagram can tell, you know, if, if this was a video that was created in TikTok because of the little TikTok thing that'll kind of move around in the video, Um, And that content um, at times doesn't perform as well as if you're actually editing the video within Instagram's tools. So, um, and same thing with TikTok. It can tell if you are uploading a video that's already created versus editing editing the video within the platform. 
Um, so just think about that. And again, it's one of those annoying things. It's like, great, now I have to like edit content. I, like, why can't I just like copy and paste, you know, the same thing from here to there. Um, but the platforms are, are smart. And like we talked about before, they want us on their platform and their platform only. So they're going to reward you when you do things um, like utilizing their editing tools or utilizing their sounds or their music that they're offering you. Um, so again, we can think about starting with just one platform. So maybe we're starting with just LinkedIn or just Instagram. And as we're creating content for each platform, making sure the sizing makes sense for each platform. Is it going to be more square? Is it going to be, you know, that portrait mode of an Instagram reel or a story? And just making sure those little things make sense. Um, knowing that it can feel tedious, um, but it's going to be important for you and beneficial for you in the long run if you're able to just take those little moments to make sure that you're optimizing all of your content for all the platforms that you're using. That's a probably a good point that uh, mm -hmm. if you, once you see something post up from someone else that mm -hmm. it was originally on one platform and you see it post on another platform, for example, like you said, you see a TikTok video on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. See how that looks from that person that posted that. Do you yeah. want your content to look like that? Because it will. Right. And right. if you're okay with that, that's that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But that's what it will look like. It's going to be right. changed. It's it, 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 Like you said, um, that platform, uh, whether it throttles you or not, it's going to make it look different. Yeah. And if, if that's okay with you, then it's okay. But mm -hmm. be aware that if it's not, you can control that. You right. can change that. Yeah. Right. And, you know, the one of the benefits of Facebook um, owning Instagram or meta owning Facebook and Instagram is that when you post a reel, they do um, ask you or give you the option to allow the reel to be recommended on Facebook. So when people are scrolling through Facebook and watching reels, um, sometimes in order for someone to even comment on a reel that they're looking at, it's it makes you open up Instagram to go to that reel to actually engage in the conversation. Um, and it just helps with views in general. So at least you have that benefit where you don't have to, you know, necessarily uh, post something in two different places. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that um, it, it can feel tedious, like I said, but I think it is beneficial for you later. And again, Maybe just focusing on one platform at a time, seeing what works. Like maybe TikTok isn't where it's at for you. Maybe Instagram is where it's at for you. So, you know, you go all in there and then maybe you do take your Instagram reel that's already created and kind of just throw it on TikTok just because, um, which, which is fine. But again, being okay with how that looks and how that comes off. And if you are, then great. I mean, I've done it so many times. I'm not a huge stickler about it. Um, but if you are trying to really grow on these platforms, it, it is those little tiny things that can make a difference. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and, you know, this, this last thing you want to talk about is very timely because mm -hmm. of the political year we're in, but yes. I think it, it, it holds water no matter what, but, you know, being oh, yeah. authentic when you take a stance on political mm -hmm. or social issues, which you're allowed to do. I mean, yeah. you know, first off, we want to both say 
if that's what you want to do, go for it. That's yeah. what it is. Social media. That's the first name in social yeah. media is social, but, yeah. but every action has a reaction. Oh yeah. Let's put it mm -hmm. that way. And, and there are plenty of examples out there of, you know, companies of, of people, of mm -hmm. organizations, of podcasts taking a stance or mm -hmm. saying something and it can, it can backfire. It can, yeah. um, but, but there's gotta be a little bit of a goal to that, I guess, when, when, mm -hmm. you, when you do something like that, maybe you let you expand on, on that idea. Yeah. And I think, you know, perfect timing being in, in a presidential election year and then, you know, I mean, really since 2020, I think a lot of brands have felt um, an immense amount of pressure mm -hmm. to feel like they need to or they have to um, take some sort of political stance. And I mean, there's pros and cons to both. There's, you know, some people feel like I don't really care. I just love this food from this place. I'm going to buy it. Some people, you know, really, really care. Um, and I think for you as a, especially us as small business owners where, you know, we can't necessarily, you know, post something and then hide behind like this big corporation name. We are the brand. We are the business. We are the corporation. Um, so just being mindful, not only about what you post on your business, but thinking about your personal social media as well. Um, and just being authentic if you are going to take a stance on political and social issues. You know, I've seen where um, online a, a corporation may post in um, pro something, but then it comes to find out that they take money or give money to maybe a politician or organization that's completely the opposite of the thing that they're standing up for or against. Um, and, and people have have time. People will go do their research and and they'll dig and they'll figure out like what's going on just for the sake of um, which I think I think almost worse than taking an inauthentic stance is having to apologize and clean up for something later. Um, so, you know, thinking about a company like Ben and Jerry's, for example, they talk a lot about prison reform. Um, and although that has nothing to do with ice cream at all, they found a way to, you know, authentically kind of like that's their thing. They don't really talk about when they're talking about any sort of political or social issues. There's really nothing else that they talk about except for that. Um, and that's like the thing that they're all about outside of creating great ice cream. Um, so just thinking about this as we're going into the year, I don't think that you have to say anything about anything ever if you don't want to. Right. I think, you know, we all have our personal um, beliefs and ideas. Um, and if you choose to share that, great. If not, OK. Um, I do think, however, that as a society, we are becoming a little more conscious where we intentionally do want to engage with brands or businesses um, that align with uh, with our goals and with our mission. Um, and sometimes not. I mean, people complain about uh, Chick-fil-A, but they still eat there. Right. So it's like, you know, people have been complaining about Starbucks lately, but they still go. So, you know, there's a lot of people too where 
you know, they'll they'll be online and saying one thing, but then they'll be in the drive through of, of the place like as they're tweeting about it. <laughs> so you can't really take too much stock in what people are saying and doing online. I think the goal this year for everybody, personal and professional, to just if you are taking a stance to be authentic and, and be mm-hmm. willing to, you know, if, if you're pressed about it or if people are pushing you on it, to be willing to say like, yeah, this is what I feel. This is what I believe. And it is what it is, you know? Right. Well, and, and you know, and this may be going a bit of a, to a rabbit hole, but it's that, you know, let's, let's have some conversations around it as well too, yeah. because yeah. so, so why is Ben and Jerry's promoting, you know, prison reform? Mm-hmm. That story is probably very, very good. Right. So if, if you're looking to, you know, voice something, let's right. let's have that conversation. Know where your journey led you to, yeah. to this day to make that comment mm-hmm. and 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 be graceful to each other that right. everybody has can have that point mm-hmm. of view. If you don't agree, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can, you know, your, your business can go elsewhere. You can unsubscribe, yeah. you can unfollow and that's yeah. okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. It's just that if you, I, I think it, to be authentic, you do need to yeah. do, in your mind, whether you document or not, but at least know why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Why are you saying what you're saying yeah. and know that there is an, an action for every, you know, every action has a reaction. Yes. So no, no, that's going to happen. And unfortunately we live in a world where there's always going to be something going on. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be, you know, some war, some fight or or some thing that we have to battle against. Um, And you also don't want to burn yourself out by feeling like you have to jump on top of everything that's going on or make a statement about everything that's going on. But if you do have something that you're passionate about, um, like Ben and Jerry's and like that is your focus, that's the only thing that you talk about. If you are going to talk about anything political or social, like that's going to be the thing and that's it. Um, Then I think that's okay. But we also don't want to burn ourselves out feeling like every time a major world event happens that we have to say something or we have to have an opinion because we, we really don't. Right. I I agree. I agree. So this is just a caution point. I I think it's Mm -hmm. a a well thought out, you know, to to talk about that at this point in time to, you know, looking at your best practices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How, what does that include? Does that include this? And if it does, just be careful, just be careful knowing what can happen um, and and go for it. And you know what, if if that's what you want to do and you want to try to change your little piece of the world or the whole world. Yeah. And you think doing that, that's great. That's great. Cause it's a, it's a drip in the water and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden it pulls out, pulls out. And and if you Mm -hmm. can, that's fantastic. (laughs) It just is. That's what, that's what this is all about. You know, social media, podcasting, blogging, whatever is making, making a dent. Right. See what you can do. And, you know, for I'm a black woman, like if I talked about every single thing that got under my skin, like that would be my entire like everything I ever talked about on social media. And that's also draining, too. You know, we Mm -hmm. we don't have to necessarily um, I think it's great to be mindful of of the world and how we Mm -hmm. navigate the world and interact with people. But um, again, I don't want any of us to 
um, spend so much time trying to save the world that we burn ourselves out and and lose focus of what our true goals are and what what our beliefs are. Um, so yeah. just keeping that in mind, you know, there, there's going to be a lot going on this year. We we've seen it um, already, kind of starting to to bubble up. Yeah. Um, so you know, just kind of being prepared for that, and then also even thinking about you know. Even if you don't say anything um, about something, there may be a day where you just don't need to say anything. There could be a major, you know, thing that's going on and maybe you posting about, you know, like maybe me making a post about, you know, how great entrepreneurship is on a day where there's this huge tragedy or event. It, you, you know, it, it may not uh, resonate or make sense for what's happening. Like, I may not need to necessarily come out and make a statement about the thing, but maybe I just need to be quiet right. for that day yeah. in respect to other people who may be feeling something or going through something. So that's something to think about, too. You know, mm-hmm. if the whole world is talking about this major issue and you're posting like, Hey, we got this new flavor of lemonade. Like maybe that's not the right thing to do that day. Um, so again, you know, even if you're not necessarily saying anything, just being respectful of maybe what other people may be going through during, you know, times, um, which I'm sure we'll see going in, into this year as well. Right. Yeah. Well, and that, and that leads to, Sometimes you just need that extra pair of ears or eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it uh, whether it's you know uh, just just somebody to throw that specific example right there that you know that you need that social media specialist going. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. What do you think? Yeah, and it, it, it's that well. From my experience with other clients, this right. can happen. This can happen. This and this in the industry, this has happened. This has happened. Right. What do you think? You know, back and forth. So, yeah. um, I, I think you know, looking at these social media best practices, whether we label it for twenty twenty four or whatever year, I think we brought up a lot of things that are actually make sense right. all the time. Yeah. All the time, we just have to really, mm-hmm. you know, get our arms around it. What's the best way to contact you? Just if somebody would like to, you know, I just need that extra little help. Whether it's you yeah. know understanding what the best practices are or getting my content together or just, I, I need a soundboard yeah. along with everything else. What's the best way to, you know, get a hold of you? Where can you be found? Yes. I offer free business consultations every week. Um, so I'm always open to chat about anything. Um, you can book yours by going to tjecommunications.com. I'm also on social media as tjecom or Tanisha English Amamu. Um, so yeah, definitely don't hesitate to reach out. I love being able to kind of share my thoughts and insights with other business owners and podcasters. So um, yeah, don't hesitate to reach out if you want to chat. Right. And reaching out to me at mypodcastguy.com is going to get you, we can you know do a podcast audit. Um, you know, And I've stated many times, it, it's always about best practices with podcasting. Mm-hmm. So let's take a look at what you're doing. And more than likely, it's going to involve one of our circle of experts as well, too, because mm-hmm. of all the little things that we talk about in each of these episodes all come together to make your your product better, your content better, whatever it might be. So, but yeah, you can contact me again at mypodcastguy.com. And uh, Tanisha, thanks again for joining me. Of course. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm.